Women with PCOS, we have compromised metabolisms. We have a huge appetite sometimes. We have cravings. We have metabolic dysfunction, which causes our body to not burn fat very well and to store more fat. And when you give a drug that stimulates GLP-1, which women with PCOS, we don't make enough of, you know, I can understand like where doctors are coming from in terms of giving this to PCOS women and why some PCOS women are saying that it's helping them. Doctor said you got PCOS, now go on girl, just lose some weight. Till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian to help my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. If you wanna prove them wrong and take control of yourself, join a sister and a mister. Okay, you know what, Tyne? Kick what? us off with this podcast because I gotta get my supplements. It's one thirty-six. It's one thirty-six p.m. I gotta get it in before it's too late. Kick us off. So you're just gonna give me the mic and walk away? It's all on you. <laughs> Lead us. Us to the land. Hi, sisters. It's me, Talene. So today we're going to be talking about Ozempic and um, we're going to talk about how it can help with PCOS, how it can not help with PCOS, all the ins and outs about Ozempic because it seems to be this popular drug on the market that everyone is rushing to the pharmacy to get. In fact, I even heard or read on an Instagram live today that they're like running out of Ozempic and the people who actually like really need it for their diabetes are having trouble getting hand their hands on it. So it seems to be a very hot topic. I also read that the Kardashians took Ozempic and I don't know if I want to believe it. <laughs> so you know me, I'm a fan of keeping up with the Kardashians. I don't know if it's true or not, but I read it. And I also asked sisters on Instagram if you've heard of Ozempic, if you've taken Ozempic and how you felt about it. So we can go through some of the responses to see what the overall um, feeling towards Ozempic is in our PCOS community. But yeah, before we get into it, we can answer a few questions. And Sirak is swallowing his supplements as we speak literally like a handful he takes two fish oils can i also add this he takes two fish oils we share my 90 day supply of metabolism plus uh, my supplements and share isn't the opportune word here steel is the opportune word and he guzzles down the fish oil that we have in our metabolism plus bundle because it is the best fish oil in town <laughs> You know, I thought with all the hard work that we put into the supplements, Seriously. I thought I could have some, you know, you my can. apologies. You can. I ordered more. I just took so many pills, by the way. Like, I feel like they're all stuck in my throat. I took like maybe eight different pills. Do you want a bite of this apple? No, no, no. Push thank it you. Down. I'm not going to crunch an apple on a podcast. <laughs> Let's not get down to that level. I can't believe you. <laughs> um, everybody should see Tyne right now. She took a nap like 30 minutes ago. She woke up from her slumber. She has a blanket around her shoulders like a grandma hair up eating a uh, apple she was like literally i'm getting the the um podcast ready and you know like when somebody just walks in like like they're like they're a little sleepy they're a little groggy like they're not doing anything wrong but they're kind of getting on your nerves just a little <laughs> oh bit whatever, whatever it is that they're doing and like she just came in eating an apple 
I walk. I heard her walk walloping into the room from like <laughs> ten miles away, just like. Anyway, let's get into the podcast, babe. Okay. <laughs> Deal with it. All right, let's do our Q and A. Our first question is from Hello Nell. Uh, this question is about apple cider vinegar. So the question is, can I add ACV to my morning cup of water that I also add my ovacetol to? Yes, absolutely. You can add it to your water. You can add it to your salad. It's a great way to kind of balance your blood sugar. It helps you slowly absorb the carbs into your bloodstream so that your blood sugar doesn't go spiking up. Basically, that's ideal because with insulin resistance, it gets worse if you keep spiking your blood sugar over and over and over, snacking all day, eating high carb meals or eating too many carbs in general. And so drinking apple cider vinegar, taking the right supplements, things like this helps your body moderate your blood sugar control. Yes. Our next question is from Jans. And the question is, any specific multivitamin that you can recommend? This is a great question because if you watch us on any um, uh, social media platform out there, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, what have you, you'll hear us talk about the importance of uh, vitamins like magnesium, vitamin D, vitamin E, vitamin B. There's like zinc, there's folate. There's like so many supplements out there, which can be so overwhelming. Like how are you going to take 20 different supplements all at once? So that's why when we created OvaFit, when we created Metabolism Plus, our PCOS supplement line, we really wanted to create one multivitamin that would include all of these vitamins that have been extensively studied for PCOS women. So if you go to OvaFit.org and check out uh, our Metabolism Plus bundle, you'll find that the multivitamin contains all of these. It contains vitamin C, vitamin D, magnesium, zinc, folate, chromium, manganese, like everything all to the dosages that were used in the research studies for PCOS women. So we did the homework there for you. If you want to check it out, uh, you can just go to overfit.org. We'll also include the link in the description. Awesome. Now, with that being said. Oh, we have one more question. Oh, we do? Cassidy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> wait, Cassidy with the verification check mark. Is this the Cassidy that's the singer Cassidy? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. We'll look her up later. Yeah. She says, is there anything you need to do to prepare for getting off of birth control? Oh, this is such a good question because a lot of sisters who come to our page now want to try, you know, diet and lifestyle and see if that's going to help with their hormones and maybe getting off of birth control. It's not an uncommon question. And my answer is, while you're on birth control, spend a couple of months changing your diet, changing your lifestyle getting into new habits that will really support your hormones so that when you get off of the pill, the PCOS symptoms hopefully are not as severe. So if you have your insulin resistance under control, if you're taking Ovacetol, if you're taking supplements like Metabolism Plus, if you are gluten and dairy free to start reducing inflammation, getting into eating habits where you're eating higher in protein, a little bit lower in carbs, not too low, you know, at that point, you're doing a lot to support your hormones. And I also suggest having a great naturopathic doctor who has studied um, PCOS, who has experience with treating women with PCOS to be on your side too, because the first couple of months might be a little bit rough. You might want to get some blood work done and get really deep into understanding what's going on. Maybe your thyroid has been suppressed, things like this. I mean, there are so many things that could you know, get in the way of you um, healing. 
So I would start with the natural things and then get off of it if you want to get off of it and then get some support from a naturopathic doctor. Yes, that was very well said, babe. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess let's jump into the main topic. Ozempic. So I'm going to go on a little bit of a like tangent, if you will, about Ozem- Ozempic. Ozempic. <laughs> Ozempic. Because um, I did a bit of research. I'm a registered dietitian. This is kind of my world with the um, weight loss drugs and trying to figure out whether it's right for you or not. Yeah, whether it's a fad, a trend, or if it's something mm-hmm. that can actually treat the root causes. Because the last thing we want to do is really promote something that's a, a trendy, quote-unquote, weight loss fix. You know, that doesn't really help with PCOS at the end of the day. We all know that. Exactly. I even asked our sisters what they thought of Ozempic, if it helped them, if it didn't help them. And we can read that um, later in the podcast as well. So Ozempic, if you've heard of it online, on the news, it was on the news the other day, in fact. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a drug and it's meant to help women or people with type 2 diabetes. And now it's being given to women with PCOS because so many of us struggle with insulin resistance. And like I said earlier, I think people in Hollywood are using this drug. No, I'm not it's not sure. I think I think they they definitely. I mean, they definitely are. It's been talked about like, you know, uh, on a mass scale, like all these different celebrities. It's like it's yeah. no longer a rumor. Okay, well, I need proof. I yeah. need someone to say it for yeah. me to believe it. But who knows? And I also want to add that Ozempic is known as semi-glutide or semi-glutide mm-hmm. is like the farm, the medication name, semi-glutide, mm-hmm. and Ozempic is the brand name. It's sold under the brand name Ozempic. Oh yeah. So if you're taking semi-glutide, we're talking about the same thing. Exactly. For me, it's like before you try any drug, it's really important to know all the facts, know about the side effects, discuss it with your doctor. And like, unfortunately, I feel like that doesn't happen often. I mean, giving birth control as an example, they give us birth control when I was given it at such a young age. I wasn't even aware of like possible blood clots, mood swings, like anything like that. So it's really important to go to your doctor and ask the questions before deciding to take it and make sure that you're super informed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's So Ozempic, it's a GLP-1 receptor agonist. So let's get into the science for a second. This means that it stimulates GLP-1 receptors in your gut lining, in that they, they live in your stomach lining. What's a GLP-1 receptor? So... This is a receptor that regulates your energy and your appetite and hormones like leptin and ghrelin that are key players in promoting your appetite or reducing your appetite. And it's really important because it just regulates that and it regulates your insulin levels and how much insulin is being released. And it regulates your blood sugar and how like slowly you're digesting things. Okay, so to make sure I understood correctly, because I am in the woods or I'm in the dark, just like just like sure. y'all sisters. I'm I'm just, I'm gonna ask you to find the expert. So to make sure I understood correctly, what Ozempic does is it, it like it synthetically stimulates the GLP one receptor, mm-hmm. which then controls the appetite. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm on board. I got you. Yeah. So women with PCOS, we have compromised metabolisms. We have a huge appetite sometimes. We have cravings. We have metabolic dysfunction, which causes our body to not burn fat very well and to store more fat. 
and to have poor control over our energy utilization so we feel fatigued all the time. I mean, the list goes on. It's a metabolic issue. And when you give a drug that stimulates GLP-1, which women with PCOS we don't make enough of, you know, I can understand like where doctors are coming from in terms of giving this to PCOS women and why some PCOS women are saying that it's helping them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. any questions, Sidak? No, I don't believe I have any questions so far. I guess we're going to jump into the pros and cons now and we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll learn more. So let's start with some of the cons. So taking drugs like Ozempic to help you lose weight, it's like putting a peg in a hole and it almost fits right, but it's not quite right because it comes with so many potential side effects that seem to be very common. Um, I did not get this analogy. A peg in a, a hole? A peg in a hole. What is that? So, like, it's not the shape of a hole, uh-huh. peg. So, it doesn't oh. fit through the hole. Exactly. Ah, it's <laughs> okay. So, you're like, there's a hole in the wall, and we're not filling it in exactly. properly with, like, exactly. the drywall and the yes. cement and, like, the paint afterwards. Mm-hmm. We're just mm-hmm. mashing, like, Play-Doh into the wall. Exactly. That's going to fix it. Okay. Yes. And with that being said, I mean, there's so many side effects that we'll read about right now in the messages from sisters like nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, stomach pain, fatigue, low blood sugar. Um, One sister even said like she was throwing up so much. That's probably why she lost the weight. And some people said it helped them lose weight. And so it's really important to know these side effects and know the potential impact it can have on you, especially because you can gain the weight back when you get off of it. So it's like when you're taking it, you may lose weight. You may be like, okay, with some of these side effects, like low blood sugar and fatigue and just like power through and feel like it's worth it. But then when you get off of it and the weight comes back, was it worth it? You know, you kind of ask yourself this. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a similar approach to or something similar that we talk about metformin, mm-hmm. where metformin can be beneficial in many cases for women with PCS. However, it is when you get off of metformin, have you actually treated the root cause or is everything going to come back, you know, yeah. the same or even worse than before? And we'll get to some comments that were left by fellow sisters, but you'll see what people have said when they've gone on Ozempic and after they've gone off of Ozempic. And it's kind of eye-opening because we do we do see all of these like success stories, like these TikToks and reels of people being like, I lost 20 pounds, 30 pounds sometimes more and which is great like we're happy for everyone who is doing what they want to do with their body however a lot of the same people will end up later getting the weight back and sometimes even more weight on top of that and which you don't hear about until later so like these videos really glorify the results yeah but they don't show the after effect which is all we're trying to make people aware we're not trying to make you decide like take this or don't take it Mm -hmm. we're letting you be aware that there's pros and cons and what you see online isn't exactly what the truth is always yeah i like that you brought up metformin it's similar because essentially you're taking this drug for insulin resistance although i did read that metformin is much cheaper oh yeah ozempic's 200 dollars a month and it's an injection by the way it's not a pill like metformin yeah and actually i found through some research that sometimes it can be thousand dollars a month depending on location and your insurance plan so i even read two thousand dollars a month yeah so it can be it can it can range widely and most insurances don't even cover it because it's just one of those like new things i guess that's not yeah also if you're taking it for weight loss you need to take a lot of it 
and that exposes you to even more side effects. You need to take two times the dose that you need if you had diabetes versus like if you want to lose weight. So Mm -hmm. you're putting yourself at such a high risk of having all of these side effects and for up to what, $2,000 a month to inject yourself with it. So these are definitely things to consider. You know, it can certainly bridge the gap and help you start your PCOS journey, just like metformin could, but it's not a permanent part of PCOS management. Yeah. And here's some like red flags that we've seen or some things that we want to point out as well, which is one that a lot of people have been told to take um, Ozempic and and then to stop it three months before you get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Now, to us, that's a, that's a bit of a red flag because a lot of women with PCOS are first told to, to lose some weight to get pregnant. If that's what you're being told to do and then you get off of Ozempic afterwards, what if you gain the weight back in those three months after and then now right. you're back to square one or you're back to like close to where you get started? That doesn't seem like a well thought out plan by um, exactly. some people. Yeah, like, I mean, When I say some people, I don't mean the people like the PCOS people. I mean the doctors, like the doctors aren't fully planning this out for their patients. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, not to mention if it's expensive and you can't afford it and you have to stop taking it as well. Oh, yeah. And you're like hunger comes back with a vengeance. Yeah. Um, there's that too. I mean, you can PCOS women, like we tend to gain weight quickly because of metabolic dysfunction. What could happen in three months could be a lot of yeah. damage, you know, if you are not taking care of your insulin resistance naturally. Yeah. And there are, there have been some reported side effects. For example, some people have talked about Ozempic face. I'm sure you've heard about this. This is where basically the face um, becomes like the, the skin becomes looks like looks as if it's sagging. Mm-hmm. And I guess this is a result of like the rapid weight loss, yeah. which your body doesn't naturally know what to do. Like in like, for example, in the face, because usually your face is where you lose weight first when you lose when you start to lose weight. So when you like lose rapidly, like it's almost like your body doesn't know how to like lose that weight naturally in the face. Yeah. yeah. So that's it, it has caused some people to look older and like a quote unquote gaunt face. Have you heard that word gaunt? I I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess it's just um yeah as as we said it's it can be a result of some people abusing it, taking too much, um and they're losing weight too quickly. So just to be just um. To know that and it's irreversible if really? that happens. Are you serious? Well, that's what I read. And it was on the news. It was wow. on the news for like 15 minutes. The person went on and on about Ozempic face. Yeah. And I was waiting for them to show an example of what Ozempic face looked like. Yeah. And they only showed like a cartoon version of it. So yeah. I don't fully like understand like who's getting Ozempic face and what it looks like. But because it's melting, melting all this fat, it's melting like the fat in your cheeks and everything. Yeah. So it's making people look gaunt and older. Yeah. So what can you Lots what to consider? What can <laughs> sisters do to naturally improve the GLP one? So we talked about GLP one was the the hormone that was the, the receptor, sorry, yeah. that was responsible for controlling hormone. Exactly. Your, your, sorry, your um your hunger levels. Your hunger, yeah. So what can sisters do to naturally improve this hormone without relying on medications? So that's a g- great question. You want to think about your gut health and. You know, if you've heard of leaky gut, this is something where if you have inflammation, if you have PCOS, most likely you're familiar with leaky gut. When the lining of your gut isn't strong, there are gaps and proteins get through and into your bloodstream, creating chronic inflammation. Yeah. And what you want to do is have a strong gut that is not leaky, that is 
not, um, it's supposed to protect you from inflammation. It's supposed to protect you and it's supposed to send proper hunger and fullness signals. So you want to eat high fiber foods, uh, plants with lots of color and things that will like nurture your microbiome, uh, foods that are not inflammatory, that are not refined as well. So that's like quinoa, Mm -hmm. for example, grains. Gluten-free items. Exactly. When when we say gluten-free items, we mean the naturally occurring Mm -hmm. gluten-free items as well yeah and also you want to think about insulin like not snacking all day long releasing insulin into your bloodstream because you're constantly eating so just having like a breakfast lunch and dinner that's high in protein and strong at keeping your blood sugar stable as well so that your glp1 receptors aren't signaling to release all this insulin all the time every time you eat Um, so I mean, basically managing insulin resistance, keeping your stress levels low. We all know how stress can affect the nerve endings that are attached to our gut, our Mm -hmm. stomach and how that can increase cortisol, make us very hungry and so on. So I think that, you know, pretty much everything we've ever said on this podcast is going to help your GLP-1 receptors. (laughs) Essentially like, yeah, it's, it really goes back to that natural is always better. And that's, I mean, of course that's depends on each person's situation where medication Mm -hmm. can help more than uh, certain natural solutions. But however, you know, everybody knows from our podcast, we focus on natural solutions first and then focusing on the medications afterwards as a, you know, like a last resort kind of thing. So I guess one last thing was a study, right? Yeah, I was listening to Dr. Felis Gersh talk about Ozempic, and she said that the study that she was looking at, um, first of all, 40% of the people in the study dropped out. What does that tell you about the side effects? I wonder. And not only did 40% drop out, at the conclusion of the study, it said that a little over 50% of people lost 10% of fat over six months. So half the people in the study, after 40% left, half the people in the study lost 10% of their fat over six months. Yeah, which... Which it's really, it's not that much. So if you're 200 pounds, that means you lost 20 pounds in six months. That's like three pounds a month. And I'm not like super impressed by that because you could do that through natural methods. You could lose like two pounds a week. To clarify, we don't mean that we're not impressed by the 20 pounds in six months. That's amazing. Whoever is doing that is amazing. What we mean is a drug, if it's doing 20 pounds in six months, we honestly have seen so many people do the same naturally. Of course, we know so many sisters who have been trying for years and years to just lose one pound and and, and are not able to. We totally understand that, which is why we talk all the time about natural things you can do to like kickstart your metabolism. So just to clarify too, like we just mean the drug. Yeah. It's like a steroid. If if you're doing, if you're taking steroids, you better be really buff. Right. If you're not really buff, then what were the point of the steroids kind of a thing? Exactly. I mean, it's not like a magic pill here. It's definitely doing what you could do with diet and lifestyle change that lasts you a lifetime without having to put in an endocrine disruptor into your body, which is essentially what it is. It's a drug. It's an endocrine disruptor. And we don't have enough research to show the effect it can have on your hormones after you get off of it. Yeah. So I, it's like, I shrug. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, let's go to, let's go to what sisters are saying about, um, Ozempic. So we, we asked on Instagram, uh, if you don't follow us on Instagram, how dare you? We are at, <laughs> we are at PCOS dot weight loss. 
And we asked on stories, what um, what is your experience with Ozempic? And here were some of the responses. Uh, let's see. My doctor tried to put me on it for weight loss and diabetes before I was diagnosed with PCOS. That was one response. Another sister says, tried it, stayed constipated and sick, sick for a month, and it sent me to the emergency room with wow. severe stomach pain. And somebody said, uh, Stevie Nicole said, kidney issues. Mm. Um, Someone says, Ozempic is great. I lost 50 pounds on it, and it helped with lowering my A1C from 8.9 to 5.4. Yeah. That's fabulous. That's great. I, mean, I love that it did that for you. And I hope that while you take it, you still consider it you know, doing natural things so that you can eventually get off of it. Yeah. And somebody else said the same thing. I've lost 50 pounds on it. It has really been a godsend for me. So that's great for those people who was like that, um, that fit, like that puzzle piece that was missing right. from your journey. It, if that's the case, the that's kickstart. amazing. Someone says it helped with blood sugar, but it made me vomit every day. And I was so nauseous and it never stopped. So yeah. I stopped it. So, I mean, look, like that's what I meant by hey like is it worth these side effects because once you get off of it you might gain the weight back so it's like yeah you're like struggling yeah i see uh, angela says it's very expensive so it's hard to stay on long term um somebody else said oh my god i've been taking ozempic for three months and i have pcos i lost 10 kilograms so far but i've been throwing up a lot oh someone says i was on it and it made me achy I lost 20 pounds in three weeks. Couldn't handle the side effects, though. Mm. Wow. 20 pounds in three weeks. Wow, that's 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 very fast. That's very fast. Yeah. I mean, pros and cons here. I've had huge success on it when nothing else worked. Um, Yeah, somebody else said currently on it for my PCOS, no regrets. That's great. If it if it's working for you, that's amazing. I've been offered to take one injectable if metformin doesn't work for three months. Interesting. Yeah, and somebody somebody else mentioned it's meant for diabetics, but people are now trying to use it for weight loss. It's currently out of stock. Mm. Yeah, so I guess this, I mean, the comments are essentially oh, opening up our eyes to what we talked about in this episode, right? We talked about the pros, the cons. We talked about how it can help some people who, you know, it may be the missing mm-hmm. pu- uh, puzzle, missing puzzle piece, piece in their puzzle, whatever the, whatever the saying is, <laughs> um, I give up. But anyways, but for those who like, you know, if nothing else has worked for you and like you're just trying it and maybe yeah. you lost 20, 30 pounds and then you get off of it and it comes back, like we, we see those kinds of messages too. So it's definitely eye-opening and it's something for a lot of sisters to be aware of before they decide. Yes. Something to consider. I'm also reading a lot of messages from sisters saying that they took it, lost weight, but there was so much vomiting that they had to stop. Yeah. For me, that's a red flag. Yeah. One vomit and we're done here. Mm-hmm. So, all right. <sighs> well, we got out of that Ozempic, Ozempic uh, rabbit hole because we've been like looking up this information. Like we've been not like we've been researching Ozempic for the last week. Yeah. Digging up all the forums, uh, the research, anything that we can pull up to make sure that we we gave a really good um, research backed episode that was mm-hmm. concise and direct. Whew. And I think you know everything you need to know here. Yeah. I mean. I think so. Keep researching, but yeah. <laughs> just saying. I mean, we'll cover it more. We'll definitely cover more on future episodes. We'll cover on our blog at pcosweightloss.org. And, you know, as, as sisters, as you know, if you're part of the Sisterhood app, 
you're getting all these kinds of resources in your in your downloadable workbook in in the learning stage and in your daily planner so you can always um check out the app for even even more resources as you continue your pcos journey day to day yes Speaking of which, let's read some of the messages from Sisters in the Sisterhood. Let's do it. All right. Here are some wins. Reggie Raff says, hi, I wanted to share a win I had this month. This is the first month since being diagnosed with PCOS almost three and a half years ago that my body has gone through a normal cycle. I was ovulating two weeks ago, first time ever that I knew it was happening. And today I got my period. Last time I had my period was December 22nd, but this is the first time it's this close to a 28 day cycle. Amazing. I've been taking Obacitol for about a year and a half now, but made the switch to gluten and dairy free. I'm not a hundred percent, but I try. I've also been taking the PCOS vitamin bundle, Metabolism Plus, for two months. Nice. And working out. Not as consistently as I want, but baby steps. Thank you, Talin and Sirak, for all this knowledge and help th- that actually works. I know I'm not alone when I say my doctors gave me no advice. This lifestyle truly works. I'm so happy to be seeing results from all the changes I've made. Wow, Reggie, we're so happy for you. Awesome. Honestly, it's a, it's a testament to your commitment, to your consistency, to just, you know, taking the baby steps, like you said, which really adds up so much. So really a great job. So yes. happy for you. Awesome. All right, our next one of the week is from Rebecca. And just a reminder, these are sisters who are managing their PCOS symptoms and showing PCOS. Who the ball is? I'm sorry. I'm a fool. I'm the foolish fool. All right, Rebecca. Well, sisters, I have been gluten-free for exactly one month, down eight pounds, and hoping the next month keeps me just as motivated. Haven't gone fully dairy-free yet, but working towards that and really only use cheese. I did slip up once during that month, I heard Irish car bomb and said, count me in. Wasn't until afterward I remembered beer. Duh. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, it's all about consistent, consistency, Rebecca, and not perfection. And you're, do, you're definitely doing such a great job of staying consistent. So amazing, amazing results. Awesome. Okay, let's read one more. Isabella Andriosi. She says, hi, ladies. I have a win of the month. So I have been following the guidelines from the sisterhood since September of 2022, not eating gluten or dairy, making exclusively sisterhood recipes, drinking spearmint tea, doing slow weighted workouts three times a week. The main struggle I was having was missing periods for one and a half years. Two weeks ago, my period came back and it ended after six days, which is amazing. I got my blood work done and my testosterone levels are down. For years, my testosterone has been above eight, which is high. Today, my testosterone is 4.5 within normal limits. Incredible. Take this as a great encouragement, sisters. Keep going. This lifestyle absolutely works. Isabella. You go, girl. Amazing. Amazing. Hey. Nothing like seeing that blood work come in mm. and seeing the numbers just like improve. I'm so happy for you. Cause like until that blood work comes in, you're like, is this working? I, I hope know. it's working. It better be working. It better be working. And then when you finally see it, it's just like you're like it worked. Yeah. That amazing feeling. Oh, so. I you know, there's a certain joy I get, and I'm sure Sira gets it too, when people cook the recipes in the sisterhood <laughs> yeah. or do the workouts that you make it's like part of my soul is in someone's house somewhere across the world 
Yeah. And they're like doing this thing that, or, you know, cooking this meal that like came out of my soul, you know? And then like, when I hear that it helped them and I hear that they lost weight and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I've, we've touched someone in a certain way. Like you put together this workout, you like got gastritis from building this (laughs) app and then like someone did the workout and lost weight and their blood sugar or their testosterone went down. And then you're like, Oh, I guess it was worth it. You yeah. Know? The funniest thing to me was somebody commented in the Facebook group saying like, oh, we got to get see like a Costco sized bundle of Prolisec, which Prolisec. is like something Prolisec, which is something I was taking for my gastritis. Like somebody listened to that on the podcast and referenced it in the Facebook group. It was just so funny. And like the sense of community that we all have, you know, like I don't have PCOS, but I feel like I'm part of the community in, in, in the way that like, you know, helping spread awareness and people are always so nice to me. It's just like, like Tyne said, we feel like every day when we see, see y'all share something from the sisterhood recipes or workouts, it just feels like we're all a family, like doing this together. Honestly. Yeah, seriously. So sisters, this was fun. Yes. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Honestly, it was a, it was a really good one. I really, I really think this will help a lot of people in deciding whether Ozempic is right or, or not for them. Yes. All right, sisters. Until next time, we'll see you in the sisterhood, I hope. Yes. Take care, everybody. We love you and have a great rest of your week. Bye. Hey, sisters. Just wanted to let you know that all of our podcast episodes have corresponding blog posts that dive deeper into each topic. So head over to PCOSweightloss.org slash blog. Is it slash or is it backslash blog? I don't know. I've always heard one or the other. It's forward slash. Or slash? Just in case, you can also go to PCOSweightloss.org.